What's up, everybody? This is Elliot Terrell, the host of the show, uh, and this is our second episode. It's with, um, and I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly because I love this man, Helder Guimarães. That's probably a terrible thing. I'm going to leave it in. Helder Guimarães is with us for the second episode, and if you listen to the first one with Dave Buck, it was a great discussion. It was a fun talk. It was our first episode. We were kind of finding our groove, and this one is better. <laughs> I hope you think it is, because I certainly did. Um, I had a great talk with Helder. He was uh, very... He was a great guest. He you know, took it places that I didn't even know we were going to go, and he was uh, very gracious, and we are definitely going to have him back again. I'm sure there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about that he would like to talk about. There are a few things that I've learned in the meantime that uh, I would like to talk about that he didn't, or that we didn't talk about. I didn't know to ask, but it was a ton of fun. I had a great time. We learned some history about Helder, how he got started in magic, his theater background, how he approaches magic, and how that influences the projects that he works on, and some really cool stuff. Uh, but anyway, it was, it, was, it was a great time, and I absolutely loved uh, spending the time with him. A little bit of housekeeping. You should follow us on all the social media channels at Art of Magic on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, not on Instagram. Um, at A Sense of Mystery, A Sense of Mystery on Instagram, at Art of Magic on Twitter, uh, Art of Magic, Facebook.com slash Art of Magic. You'll find us. You'll know. You can visit the site and you can click the buttons to get to our pages. It's, um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I say it's going to be awesome because I'm recording this several months before the launch of the site. So we wanted to get some episodes in the can before we launched, and this is the second one that we did. And it's the second one in the Qui. I mean Q. That was a joke that I said on purpose. And I'm just going to leave it, as awkward as that is for both of us now listening. <laughs> okay. Um, if you have any questions or comments or you just want to leave some feedback or chat with me, uh, email the show podcast at artofmagic.com. I read all the emails and I will get back to you guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. You can share it on your social media if you enjoy it. If you don't like it, then don't say bad things about it. <laughs> anyway, we're all friends. We're all in this together. Um, speaking with Helder was such a joy, such a treasure, and it kind of made me feel great about magic. It made me excited to practice and perform, and Helder has been one of my favorite magicians for such a long time and it was I, I can't <laughs> I can't say enough how much of a pleasure it was to sit down and talk with him and he was great so I hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, yeah I'll see you on the other side thanks we've been recording the whole time <laughs> that's okay no 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 I know it's okay I'm just saying uh... but you can't put this up <laughs> I'll edit out at the oh, very beginning. Fuck. Of it. You can. This is so sad. You can't trick me like that. Don't do this. No, no, no. You no, erase no. it. Right no, right. no. This is this part's fine. But yeah, That's I'll take out the beginning of that stuff. Fuck. But it's just gonna fade up into the kind of.
where we are now. Okay, so say hi. Introduce, make, make sure, make, let me be certain <laughs> that this part is not going. Okay, okay. Uh, so for those of you who don't know him, his name is Helder. For those of you who do know him, what is the joke? What's the way that you introduce yourself? Um, sometimes I do it. I don't do it. I used to do it more often than I do now. But yeah, it was a while back. It was a while back. But I used to say, uh, to those who know me, my name is Helder. Uh, to those who don't know me, uh, my name is also Helder. Uh, and to those who want to know me, hello, my name is Helder. And then I would... Yeah, yeah. That's uh, great. I you like I am such a huge fan of yours. Oh, thank you. I yeah. I uh, you were. So you should know this. Yeah, you're a huge fan. You should know. I'm well, I did know it. I just <laughs> didn't want to like, slobber all over you right here at the beginning. Um, but yeah, I I I was a big fan. Am still a big fan of everything that you do. But your 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 first DVD. What was it called? Small uh, Miracles. Small Miracles. Awesome. Uh, I bought that DVD after seeing you at the Essential Magic Conference, and you did the uh, that blank deck trick, mm-hmm. and I was just like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Uh, and uh, so I got that DVD and learned that trick and yeah. thought it was incredible. And then just immediately like started studying your handling. I thought the way that you handled your props was gorgeous and beautiful and, and aesthetically pleasing. And just really got into your magic and your style and that's what we're going to talk about is thank just, you <laughs> yeah 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 uh kind of all over the place but wherever you want to go yeah no you are, look where is this it's fine there is a dog outside of this room <laughs> people who know me know how afraid of dogs i am he is terrified i'm terrified of and dogs. i didn't know this and i opened the door to let him in and uh, Mocha, who is probably a 300-pound chocolate lab. Kind no, of no, no. Monster. Monster. <laughs> monster. Oh, I felt so bad. Wait, no, that's okay. That's okay. okay. That's okay. I'm calmer now. The door's closed now. So and I, I took the pills. So <laughs> I'm, I'm back to normal. Yeah, it should be fine. Um, yeah, I, it's, uh, I re- I'm really proud of that DVD, you know. It was the first thing, like, I... Produce like a big quantity of you know because before that I've done um, the only things I've published before that was a couple of lecture notes in Portuguese and Spanish um, and my book that at the time was already publishing in Portuguese and in Spanish um, but it's small markets it's for you know like people who know who I am um, and then it came. Uh, that DVD came because I, I I started to to do more lectures and it was like for uh, so many different countries I, I had to go to and you know like as much as English is is a, is a kind of a universal language when it's written like there were people that start like saying like you should do a DVD because you you know like I I I can't read English but if I see I can you know and so the the goal the goal with with that project was kind of to condense in 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 a project something that would be a little bit for everyone you know like there are things that are slight heavy there are things that are very easy and and beginner level 
um, um, the techni the technical part of it it's it's for beginners uh, without you know like all, all the routines I want to put out or I like to put out are things that I believe they are strong enough that there are things I've performed and I think they are strong enough and they add something to what has been published before because I have I have a bajillion of, of ideas and routines that I don't think they are interesting enough to put out. You know, sure. there doesn't mean they are not interesting enough to, for me to, to perform or to do, but there is something about them that I, I think doesn't add up to what has already been done before. It's just my variation or my... Sure, sure. It doesn't advance. Yeah, or, or at least gives a different look at the plot or, or a problem, you know? Like, for example... Uh, from that DVD, one of the tricks I'm more proud of is the invisible thread that is a reset version, but it's not a reset version. And that's what I like is like pick up something and work on what I like from the original creation and from other versions I've, I've studied before and then come up with something that in the process of studying and understanding what do I like, what I don't like end up creating something that I think, feel it's pretty unique. You know, it's, it, it is a reset routine, but it's not at the same time. And that's, sure. that's what I, um, when, 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 when I get to that point, I go like, yes, this is something that one day I'll, I'll probably publish. And that was the case. Um, but yeah, I, I still, still, it's really funny. Still not long ago, like maybe three weeks ago, that DVD was what 2007 or something like yeah. that so that's been a long time since that since that DVD came out and a couple of uh, of weeks ago and i don't remember if it was two or three but uh someone emailed me saying like i can't find that dvd <laughs> and do you still have one i'm like no i don't have uh that but um but yeah it's it's uh, it's a pro uh, project i'm really proud of yeah, still, both of still. the DVDs. Yeah, then, then, then uh, with Dan and Dave, we did the Red Mirror, and that was, you know, like it's the, the, it's it's shot way better, and it's like the 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 video quality and the audio quality is is better. Um, it also uh, it shows me at another point of 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 my evolution, I think, yeah. as a performer <clears throat> and. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was it was a fun a fun a fun project to do. Uh, yeah, it was right here we did it. You know, so it's pretty cool. I don't know. I have no idea. Sometimes all these things, I I still remember them. Like, oh yeah, that was probably last year that we did it, and that was probably like five years ago or six years ago. I don't even remember yeah, that. When, that was oh, a while back. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's, it's hard to talk about uh, what myself and what I do uh, because I, I'm, I'm always in love and in hate with everything I do. You know, sure, like I, I, I'm really proud of many things, but I also some things I go like, fuck, I could have done that better. Yeah, right? it's, you know, the, like, it's the artist's struggle that yeah, they never really yeah, finish with something. Yeah, yeah, like. I, that's one of the beautiful things that I've learned from Scanio is like he had, uh, he loved Ace Assemblies mm -hmm. uh, and he played with Ace Assemblies all his life and he published the same routine all over the years and every time he published it was something different mm -hmm. and then something different and sometimes the, the next time he republished something he came back to the original version and changed something from from the very first, not not the evolution 
because it's always this kind of dialogue, you know, and especially with magic that you are trying to create an illusion. It's how can you create that illusion even better or, or using other tools or, 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 or creating a different feeling. Um, and it's a constant, you know, nothing is ever finished. It's, it's, it's finished in the moment you performed it. And the next time you're going to perform it, you can either improve it, do exactly the same or be worse. You know, yeah. like you never in the, there is that, I, that's one of the things I like about live performance. You know, uh, it's every day, every moment you perform, you kind of have to prove yourself. Um, that feels like that comes out of your theater background. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, that's why I love theater too, and that's why I study theater. It's that that feeling of every every show is a different show, and that's a that's something really uh, poetic about doing uh, live performances. There, as much as the script can be exactly the same, as much as the tricks can be exactly the same. Every show is different because there is an audience there and it's live and it's always going to be a different audience. And even if it's exactly the same audience, they are on a different day. And that alone changes the mood, you know? Like, and, um, and there is this kind of really magical um, thing that you can't... Like, there are no two performances that you can go like, oh, yeah, they were, they were the same. No, there is there is something that sticks out in one or in the other one that makes that slightly different, you yeah. know. Um, and I don't know. I I, I, I really I really uh, the more the more I I go forward, the more I really think that uh, that magicians should perform live more. I don't know. That's I, f I get the feeling that sometimes we are kind of working for us you know like I'm, I'm creating new stuff and I'm publishing so that I can give it to you so that you can learn and modify and 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 and, uh, and publish it and sell it to me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's you know like I like that internal um, um, kind of Evolution, internal uh, dialogue Converse. between yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, okay, you sure. know, like I like that. I like the fact that uh, people uh, people can um, can dif uh, uh, can be uh, inspired by other professionals of the same area. You know, and you go like, "Oh, you showed me that," and then two years later, I go like, "You remember what you showed me?" You know, I, you know, I like that dialogue. I think it's very interesting, and, and I think with. For example, if that, that's why I believe, for example, Spain has such a high level in magic. It's because they are in constant dialogue with all yeah, of them, you know, and everyone has their different approaches, but all of them end up in, uh, kind of sharing and, and being part of each other in a little bit, you know. And I, I, I think that's very, very, very important uh, for magic to, to evolve uh, better and faster, I think. Well, this kind of just came up on the episode that I did with Dave, is that the the kind of like especially here in America amongst American magicians and probably I'm just speaking for us because uh, I don't know some some of the you know European stuff or some of the Asian stuff or whatever but there are a lot of kind of bigger name guys here that don't like to share that don't want to share that don't 
you know, they'll let their couple friends in on, it's like an inner secret, uh, inner, um, circle, inner circle kind of mindset. And I, Dave and I both agree that that's kind of detrimental to advancing the art because stuff is going to die. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I think it's, uh, um, Oh, well, there's not that conversation like you were saying. No, there is, there isn't that much. I agree. I agree. There isn't that much. And I've lived here for uh, almost four years, I th- or five years, almost five years here, and uh, and it's a big difference. It's mm-hmm. a big difference. Um, I, 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 there is part of me that understands why people sometimes do that. Sure, of um, course. And I don't think everything is up for share to everyone. Sure, and, know, like, and, and that's totally understandable. Uh, and I think there is a moment and time to share different things, you know? Uh, so I kind of understand that. Uh, but I think in the majority of the cases, uh, that's not what's happening. It's just a question of kind of protection and, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and being, um, and wanting to have, like, the information over. of the information or whatever yeah. and I also think that normally that's because uh, those people are are, uh, are afraid more than anything you know I don't th- I don't think it's because they feel that's the better for magic I think that they think that's the better for themselves oh, okay. so that's what that's I believe if, uh, not in all cases sure. but in, but, uh, but uh, in some cases uh, I would say that Probably that's one of the big things that makes people be so close, guarded, and protective. It's for them to protect themselves, or, or to think they are protecting themselves. I don't. I don't think they are actually are. I think they are. They are just being pussies. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um, but there is, there is. I think there is an importance in sharing information. I don't think everything should share. With everyone, and I don't think everything should should be shared the same way. Mm-hmm. That's something I've I've I've, I've learned. I think um, in in moving here is the way the way you you share things uh, also matters. You what know? do you mean? Like for example, if it's it's very different, and I've always knew this, and this is a very uh, small example. That for example, it's very different to publish something in a book than publishing it in a DVD. Yes. It's a different way of sharing the information. That's that's the kind of a, a very basic example. But it's it's different to publish something in a limited edition or to publish something in a book that you're going to be reprinted for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and so there is there is a part of 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 me that I. I think everything should be shared at the end of the day, you know, like I, I like personally, I don't want to go to my grave and not have shared everything that I've come up or, or thought of or everything with everyone. That's, that's me. Okay. Uh, there are things I will not share now, uh, but there, there are things that I think they, they got to a point now that I go like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share it with you because I also feel like there is a moment of maturation of ideas. So like, if you come up with, and this is what I feel the market is right now for inside magic publishing. It's like people come up with an idea and after a month they are putting out a DVD with that idea. They didn't get two, three, four years, sometimes 10 years sure. to actually test the idea, you know. Some of the things I've, I've put up, like they took me so much longer to get to that state. 
and then it's time to kind of say now it's the time to let it go and to go into a new well, adventure. Let's see what happens to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but I don't I don't like the idea of oh I came up with an idea let me put it out in a month because yeah, yeah. you know uh, I think there is time for that maturation. I don't think people I don't know it's I I think it's kind of everything is faster now you know and, and in the old days people take 10 years maybe to publish something and now they take a month i don't know if that's bad or wrong or anything i just think it's part of the fast pace uh, sure. uh, life we live now well that has I don't a lot like. to do with how quickly information is shared now anyway like, yeah 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 i i just don't think i don't know it's something i that, definitely agree that you know something should be given its time to yeah. like figure out what it is yeah yeah you know uh, something is rarely as good as it's going to be. And there will never, ne- you'll never be a, a right, uh, right moment to share that or not. That's also but, very So it's, it's on the judgment of every person to say, oh, now it's the right time or now it's okay. Or, uh, and some people may have just a different judgment. Than I, 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 there have been probably two or three things that I've, I thought that it was the right moment I published them. And I, I, I at, after two years, I found out one more detail and I was like, ah, oh, no. why? <laughs> but that, I think that's part of the journey, you know, like, uh, but most of the times, uh, the things I did or I, I, the things I published were things that I was doing for so long that I felt whatever I'm adding to this now, it's so small, you know, so it's time to share and, and also time to move on into other things, you know, because sure. that's a thing I have as a rule. It's like when I publish something, I don't necessarily stop doing them, mm-hmm. but I definitely do them less sure. and, and than, than I, I did before. Well, and that's, that, like, it, that may be weird for magicians to think about, but that's a common thing in other art forms, music, comedy, uh, you know, yeah. just all, all all kinds of different ways to express yourself is like once you've put it out for people to consume, you don't tour with it anymore necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, you've retired that materialism. Yeah, in a certain sense, that's how I feel about the things that I published. Sure, uh, I, it's I never say I will never do these routines again because that's not course, true, yeah. and I've done them over 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 time uh, but you're not spending all that effort on it that you were no no and that wasn't I, I I'm from everything I publish right now I probably am doing two routines on a semi-regular basis mm-hmm. uh, but once in a while you know I get the show and they asked me to do something or they asked me did the greatest and, hits <laughs> huh? I said did the greatest hits uh, yeah, and sometimes I, I I do them, you know, but it's it's per request or per um, or because it fits the 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 set I'm working on. I go like, sure. you know, this routine would fit really well here. I'll do it. I don't have any problem of doing them, but I definitely uh, prefer not to. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a thing I, I do. It's kind of for me. It's like uh, even the, the the every everything that I publish is like this is a door, you mm-hmm. know, and I just close the door and I go into the next room and I go into the next sure, room. Sure, sure. It's self-growth. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, those rooms are always there if I want to go back and grab something. Of course. That's yeah. a great, yeah, it's a yeah. great way to think about it. Um, I want to go back to Spain. Okay. 
Um, let's all go back to Spain now, right? Let's all go back. Well, I just yeah, I just meant like uh, I am fascinated with the Spanish magic culture, as most, maybe not most, but I think a lot of higher magical beings are (laughs) fascinated by. Um, But even before that, so you were born and raised in Portugal, Mm -hmm. and your father was a magician. Is that right? My father. was and is a magician. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell me about your dad. Uh, yeah, my dad is an is an amazing person. I uh, he is he, not a professional magician. He's a, a hobbyist, uh, which doesn't mean has nothing to do with quality. Of course. Uh, I think he's really good. Uh, I think he's very. Um, he was a great teacher. I think you know. I think uh, there were. People that I looked up to, uh, and I think mostly because he also looked up to them and kind of showed me them. You know, like for example, my favorite magician, everyone knows, is Juan Tamariz, and uh, he, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the first. Tamarys routine I've ever seen, or at least that I remember seeing, was done to me by my father. It's 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 a, a version of Island Water that he was published in the Magic World. Um, wow! <laughs> if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, it, there may be. It doesn't you know, matter. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. It's a good memory, at least. Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, and so my father had great taste in magic um, from everything. You know, like he's not. He's not like I'm more focused on cards and parlor and close up than he is. He did more things. He did stage. I also did stage when I was younger, but he did more time and he studied more and he did uh, manipulation. You know, like all the classic manipulation with balls, cigarettes, cards, and sure. all that. Um, but he had great taste o- overall on 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 things, and so when I. When I was a kid growing up, I used used to do things for me. I I, w- I would see him rehearse, and um, I would see him rehearse with the cups and balls. And uh, at one point, I remember going to the routine he was doing, seated, and the final loads were in his lap. Okay, and so I remember seeing that routine. And at one point, I I just I was really young. I was like maybe three. I remember going behind the table and looking at his lap <laughs> and seeing the things there. You know, like that's, that's still a very strong memory. Um, and so when I when I kind of started later, you know, when I started to actually wanted to be magic because the first few years I wanted, but everything I could do, you know, when I you are three or four, you can't do anything. Sure. So it's what he told me, and he gave me little things I could do. And it was more to, I think, nurture the, the, the love for it than anything else. But when I, I, I started to actually want to be a magician and to be part of, of this, he was very good at pointing me up to the right books and say, hey, go and read it. You know, and that's how I read all the, mostly of my uh, big influences came from uh, that period of time where all of a sudden I had a library at home, which it's that's already like a perk, with 
Ascanio, Vernon, Tamari, Slidini, um, Off Sincer, uh, Erdnaz was there, uh, actually translated in Spanish, but uh, it's, it was there. Um, uh, and all like uh, all the Kaufman and Greenberg classic sure. books, the the Stephen Minch, and then start like I think that's the time that uh, Hermetic Press start like to print more. And, okay, like, yeah. that's where. I, and we would like my Christmas. I think since I'm like eleven, twelve, all my Christmas gifts and all my. Um, uh, uh, birthday gifts and all that from my parents were magic books so I would I would like I remember getting that's one of the books I, I was I've because I never knew what I was getting you know like I kind of try to say this is what I like and sometimes I got it sometimes I don't and there was a book that for years I wanted to get and my for some reason my father never gave it to me and I remember that I was uh Fifteen, maybe, when he finally gave it to me, and it was such a surprise because it was kind of I already like ah, I gave up, you know. Like, sure. Uh, it was the the complete works of Derek Dingle. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, and so it was funny because uh, I I for for many years in the ad of Genie I would see the the that and when when there were like. Um, uh, things that came up with other books, you know, like the advertisement page sometimes with other books, I would look and I'm like, fuck, I haven't had this book. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember uh, uh, getting that book and being like, for the all night I stayed up to read that book from front to cover. And I didn't read it very profound, but I remember scanning the whole book in one night. Yeah. Um, and so he, 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 in that sense, if you, I don't think I would be a magician if it wasn't for him. I think he he, he planted the seed and he cultivated it to a point where then it was up to me. Like if I want to keep going, it's on you. You know, even the way, you know, he didn't show me how things were done when he re understood that I was really interested. And he pointed me to the books and said, "Go and read." So I would I would read books. He would. He would do this thing with me, and I think in a couple of interviews I, I told this, but you'd you'd show me something, and I had no idea how that was done, and then he's, he, I would say, how, how, come on, teach me, teach me, and he was like, I, I'm not teaching. I was like, no, come on, and he kind of forced me to a point where I said, okay, fine, I'm not teaching you, but it's in that book. Mm -hmm. And he pointed to a book, um, and I... I, immediately I run to the book I pick the book I start reading the book front to cover it wasn't there I didn't find it and I was like I, it's I didn't find it where is it and he said yeah it's not there but that's a good book isn't it and I go like god damn it and then he point me to the right book um, but I, I the, the the thing I remember that I, I don't feel it's how people do do it now but like I remember reading a book with a deck of cards in my hand and actually unless the the, the, the routine needed a gaff I didn't have or something that I needed to construct I remember not reading the effect and going like oh I don't like it and skipping it I, I, I read the effect I read all the methods you know and for some reason I realized 
that I, I, I was, I don't want to tell who it was, but I was with a, a, a young guy that, that loves magic and is doing magic. And all of a sudden, we're talking about the book. And the, I, start, I start telling him about a method that there is in that book that I find it's really interesting. And then he told me, well, I didn't see that. And I showed him, and he was like, I didn't see that. Where was it? And I was like, I don't remember the title. And then I, I finally tracked it down and said, this is the, the routine. And he said, oh, yeah, I read the effect. I didn't like it, so I skipped it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so <laughs> stupid. That's ridiculous, you know? Like, you... You don't read a book just for the things you like because you read it all and you end up finding the things you like. You know, it's sometimes yeah. it's like if you go by what the effect is and you don't like it, you may lost something that is really valuable to use in a totally different context. Yeah. You know? um, and I remember that. I remember when I was a kid that that was one of the things I, I did. I was like, I had the, the deck of cards in my hand and I went through the old book and sometimes I would pick up like blank cards and draw things because I didn't have the gaffes and that you know like or stick things whatever I, I, I was in that sense I was really creative um, but but I feel I feel that most of, of of that came from the way my father kind of teased me into learning magic at the same time because it wasn't necessarily um, a, a, a direct thing of yeah here here is is what you can do and here is how it's done now here is what you can do and now i had to beg him for maybe two or three days so that he finally told me in which book it was and then i had to make the effort to read and um, and so that is that is something that i feel uh, helped me a lot uh, you know like to understand what is the journey you know like to not be oh yeah this it's easy because it's just a double lift and that's whatever i don't know but sure. but to make me understand the journey that one needs to take in order to 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 learn you know and uh, and it was I, th I think in that sense he was the best teacher i could have that's so amazing i I'm jealous. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that I got such a look. I got really got lucky, you know. System. But but it's it's. I think it's half an app because I've 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 seen a couple of people having the same possibilities I had. You know, they they end up they they are raised in the house with books of magic. Sure. You know, their fathers try to make them love magic, and for a while they do, and then they drop off. So know, yeah, so. that's that's what I was kind of wondering about is what what do you think it was that made you stick, stick to it yeah i don't know i have no idea look i i this this is a really funny thing i i i'm probably one of the few people i i don't know anyone like me in that sense that i i grew up inside of magic mm -hmm. i don't remember not being inside of magic you know, like even if even even when I was my first show was when I was four, you know, so I, there is not a part of me that decided to be part of this world. So yeah. there is not any memory I have that is in a certain sense connected to to this world or 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 to the idea of knowing about magic and being behind the. the um, you were never bit by the bug. You are the bug. <laughs> no, it's it's a weird feeling because every every other person I know, even if they started 
younger, it's like normally like, tw- like 12 or 10. Mm-hmm. So they have some memories of them finding out magic. But magic was in my house, you know, so it's, I didn't go out to find magic. Sure. Um, which has some really great perks. And one of the perks is, uh, one time, this is a really funny story. One time I was at the table with a bunch of the magicians and someone was kind of disappointed with magic at the time. I don't know what they, 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 were, they were being a little bit negative about... Were they burnt out about... Yeah, I think it's because they saw, like, a, a terrible magic show or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't sure, to be sure. honest with you, I don't remember what was the cause. But I remember that was the, the feeling that someone at the table was having. And he was kind of talking about it. And then someone else at the table said... Uh, uh, ra- uh, raise the hand... Who hasn't been disappointed with magic, at, or or uh, thought about quitting magic, or something like that about kind of leaving magic at one point or another because they are disappointed? And I raised my hand, and and everyone kind of looked at me, and I go like, "What do you mean? If I if I don't have magic, I don't know what I have because you know, like I, I've never been, it's, I've been disappointed with magicians. Don't get me wrong, I've been, I, I came out of of shows that. They're supposed to be magic shows, but they are not. <laughs> you know, and I get disappointed mo- about that, but I don't get disappointed as, as magic as an art form or as magic as a community or anything because at the end of the day, I kind of feel I, 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 I was born inside of it. So, like, I don't, I don't even understand what is to be outside of a magic community. That's fascinating. That, which is a really interesting thing. The other part that is, like, the more... The, the negative side of it is that sometimes I feel I had no choice. Sometimes I, I feel I had no option other than being a magician for my whole life. Sure. And it's kind of like weird it to is, go like, to go like wait a minute, what what if I wasn't, what, what I would be doing? And I have no idea. My girlfriend said the only thing I could have done besides magic is to be a, a, a night guard or something like that because I would be reading magic during the... You would the, be like Leonard I, I, Yeah, I would be like doing that in my, my office and not be around... Because there is a part of me that I love interacting with people and I think I, 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 I don't feel I'm an extremely social person but, you know, like I, I think I'm a, I, I, I do okay in social gatherings and all that. Um, but I also... Sometimes I really like to be alone. Oh, I, yeah. I like to be super reclusive, you know, sure. like, and I don't, you know, and so my my girlfriend has the feeling that if if I if I couldn't do magic, uh, I would have to be I would have to go to the reclusive part, so be alone, <laughs> like nobody bothers me, be on my own thoughts. Um, but yeah, so 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 in that sense, I think for, uh, going back to my father, um, I think he. he he, he was the one that got me uh, uh, this this passion and this the, the habit of studying and 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 and, uh, and trying to learn uh, more and and also because his favorite magicians were Scanio and Vernon and Tamaris and all that you know like they he he kind of passed me kind of the love for the classics and for uh, people who were. Uh, 
really good thinkers of magic and about thinking about magic you know that that came all from from my father and then because he pointed me into this direction then i had you know like i ended up meeting iskani which for me like in in 30 years people like you met Ascanio, you know, because he's such a legendary name. Yeah. And he's not around anymore. But I get to... I was very young. I ended up meeting him. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty... Uh, um, uh, pleased that I, I, I kind of met most of my heroes, you know, except Vernon, uh, Pepe Carroll, which was another idol of mine. I've never met him, which for me really sucks. <laughs> Uh, because Vernon is kind of it was a little bit impossible for me to meet him you know I, sure. I grew up in the other side of the world I was a kid uh, but Pepe I, I there was a point where I could have met him and I, I didn't and then and then eventually he died um, and all the other people you know I, I would love to have met off Zinzer I, I, that would be someone that I would totally want to hang out with <laughs> you know smoke pot with him whatever uh but uh, he, uh, but from all the other people, like I'm very fortunate that I've, I've most, I, I most of them I've actually uh, met or, or at least saw them, you know, perform live or something, you know. Like another big one that I didn't do is Cats. I'd like to have seen Cats. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, but I know a lot of uh, people that were pretty close with him, so. There are people that I've never met, but because I've met someone really close, they kind of pass me certain feelings. Of course. You know, like, and that's a really cool thing. Uh, that's a really cool thing. They give you that insight into... Yeah, to, to kind of a glimpse, you know. Yeah. You're never going to get the full thing, you know. The it's always better to but... meet, you know, like, but, uh, but at least I get the glimpse. And my father was the one, like, he always uh, worshipped people that were really uh, clever and, like, intelligent and that wanted to take magic to an art form. And uh, and I had the books, and so, like, it was between him kind of saying, pointing me to the right direction and the work of actually sure. reading the books and practicing. Um, that, as I, I think, that's what... Uh, what uh, what made me completely be uh, obsessed with magic. Well, he was fostering such a good taste at such a young age. You yeah. Know, he was... Yeah, he, like, I, I... That's most of the things that I believe now were... were, plan, were The seed was when I was really young still. You know, like, there, I've evolved and I've learned more from that. But nothing of what I've learned yeah. during that time and that I've kind of end up believing in it's shatter now it's exactly what it was with more information with more sure. ideas with more things but the basis of what i believe magic should be was clearly uh, 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 created during that period so what should magic be wow that's a really good <laughs> question we have plenty of time i know i know <laughs> uh ma i think magic should be a, 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 a um, a personal exp uh, uh, expression of who performs it, you know, like, and um, and so when you perform magic, it's about what you believe magic should be more than what I believe magic should be. You know? mm -hmm. So when I perform magic, I believe magic should be what I believe. But when you perform, I don't want to see what I believe when you perform. I want to see what you believe when you perform. Um, 
so the only things I can tell is what I believe magic is for me and how I, I, I approach it. But that's, that's not what I believe. I, I, I really like... One of the things I, I like is to see people that have different visions and different opinions of magic. Because that not only shows me something new, in, you know, but also makes me better because I see what others think and then... I have to fit that conception in what I believe. And sometimes it doesn't work, but I have my motivations for why I'm not following that. Uh, and sometimes when it's closed, but it's not exact, at least it makes me for a moment have to uh, re restructure my own beliefs so that I could fit that piece of the puzzle in what I believe. Um, so for me, uh, I think there are many different layers when, when, when I approach magic. I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to, to... Well, it's so hard. Because it is hard. It is really hard. Well, it, it, there's so many, so many frivolous definitions of magic. Oh, you know. It's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. But uh, that, that's why when people ask me, and this is this this is actually a, a, a pretty cool cool story. Uh, for a long time, I was bothered because people sometimes ask me, "So why do you do magic?" Which is a super valid question, you know, like Absolutely. you're doing this. So why 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 yeah. do you do this? And when I was younger, I said, I said some things, oh, because it's fun or because it's, you know, it's because I like it. And all those things are still true. It's not like those things are not true. Sure. But there is a point where even the things that are true don't necessarily fulfill what you believe it's why you do magic. You know? So there's a point where I, I was like, no, now I'm asking the question to myself. It's not other people asking me the question. It's me asking myself, why do I do this? And all those things that I said before are valid. But there is something else, and there is something bigger, and something that, you know, it's not an explainable. I can't put it to words. I completely feel you. And it's, it's outwardly influence now whereas when you were younger it was or it, at least speaking for myself it was because i like it because it's fun because it's interesting now it's like because i can give this to people yeah but all the, all those things i i know they are there and they sure, are part of, of course it. Yeah, yeah. but there is something else and so it's like what is this something else mm -hmm. and i came to realize that i don't need to answer that question and that's a very interesting thing it's before, it bothered me not having an answer. Sure. Now, I actually like not having an answer. And so when people ask me, or if, you know, like the, if, if I ask myself now, why do I do magic? I, I'll, I'll say, you know, there is a lot of things I like about magic. I like because it's this, I like because it's that, all the other, the, the other things. Sure. But if you ask me why, I would say, I don't know. <laughs> and... The only thing I know is that I have to do it. And that for me is the most important thing that I discover from, from this is, I don't know why I do it, but if I don't do it, it's terrible because oh. I have to do it. You know, I, I, That is so profound. I have to do it, yeah. period. And that's all I need to know. All I need to know is that I have to do this. 
And eventually one day I may have the answer, you know, but right now I don't have it and I don't care about the answer why I do magic because I, I know that I have to do it. Um, but this came across from another thing we were talking before. Uh, I, I, I'm like this talking. No, it's I, in I direction. It, yeah. But um, <clears throat> what were you saying? We were saying something before. Oh, I was, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was, uh, I asked you about, um, I don't know. We were talking about your dad and influences. and uh, Influences. Oh, about good magic. What is good Oh, yeah. What magic? is that's good magic? How did we forget yes, that? Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, um, so I can say what is what is for me. That was, uh, and then we did this detour. But yeah. which was the best part so far? That detour. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, for me personally, the way I see magic is there is there is a lot that I relate with comedy, uh, and not because I believe magic is comedy, but in, in terms Absolutely. of of structure of a stand up. And 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 the Man, magician. We are, we are brothers in this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel like the the primarily uh, uh, task or job or or goal of a comedian it's to make someone laugh. Sure. Period. And there is there there is nothing that can go below that. You know, there is nothing that you have to do before making them laugh because that's what is the kind of the job description is make them laugh mm -hmm. so as a magician you have to make people feel magic you know whatever that is you know you have to put people in a place to see magic now th that is something that everyone is going to define in a different way already you know it's not like laugh i think in that sense is a little bit more universal uh, when I say laugh, I think we all think about the same thing. But yeah, when I say feel, ma response. feel magic, what is that? You know, like for me personally, it's the sense that you've just witnessed something impossible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's so when I hear witness something impossible, the feeling of witnessing something impossible, that is a very specific feeling for me. It is. And it's like. It's like somebody opened your head and punched you in the brain and you just, you're like, it, it's like getting punched in the gut in your head. That's what yes. it feels like to me. Yes. And. But, but other people may have another interpretation of what of feeling of magic is. Sure. You know? So for me, that is the, 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 the bottom feeling that I want people to feel. It's like they just witnessed something impossible. Sure. And from that, there are a few things that, that we can extract what is feeling impossible you know like it's already another question that we can put on top of this just to solve the first layer of of of, of conception you know exactly. so i think it was um i read i read it in in many places and i'm trying to see what was the first time i i i i've heard about this they may, maybe, maybe I'm not gonna say a, a, a source because I, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna miscall. But the feeling is this, and this is not a personal idea, so I'm, I'm gonna state it. Like I've, I've read it in, in, ma in different magic sure, sources. Sure. But there is a big difference, and this is where the feeling impossible uh, fits for me. So there is a big difference between people don't knowing how something is done, yes, or people knowing it can't be done. 
That's well. That's in the magic way. There is in the magic yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but I think I've read it before. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. In in in, in other in other. But I just uh, most recently remember you directly referencing that. Yeah, in yeah, your yeah, quarterly yeah. article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that for me is something that is for me is a very thin line, and it's it's not always obvious how to achieve that in in a practical case. You know, in a practical routine, it's hard to define what makes that little difference, but. But that's always what I have in my head when I have this conception of magic, which is feeling impossible. It's I want people to get at the end of whatever I do and knowing that what I've just done can't be done. Yeah. You know, that's and that's a very rational um, uh, side of the magic experience. Um, but it's just the first layer, you know, the first layer of what I think for me magic is. Or, or, or it should be. Uh, then, on top of that, I would say as a second level, is I'm not doing this to prove what I do is real. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not a psychic or someone that is claiming to have powers or to be actually able to do this. You're not thing. a charlatan. No, I'm not. Sure. And people know that, and I want people to know that because I think that's part of where the art form of magic is. Them, them knowing that you are doing something they are not seeing, yeah. but at the same time, they can't figure it out, and they go like, "No, no, no, no! Wait a minute! There is no way this can be done." You know, yeah. that's part of the art form of magic, and I think that's also why magic is so powerful because it creates this internal dichotomy inside of a, a spectator that is rational side goes, "No, wait a minute! He, but how? It, it's mm-hmm. impossible." You know? Yeah. Uh, so because I'm not doing this for real, or I'm not, I'm not claiming to do this for real, sure. there is uh, an inter- I would say an entertainment level that needs to be added on how people experience this impossibility. Sure. So as much as I want to come here and pick a card, say name any card in the world, and you name the three of clubs, and I turn it, and it's the three of clubs, that is impossible. Yes. That fits the first layer, but there is no, there is nothing else on top of that. It's literally just an impossibility. And so you kind of lose part of the beauty of this revelation because there is no mise-en-scene, there is no theatricality, there is nothing else that goes to get to this moment. And... As much shocking as this moment can be, there is nothing that will make it linger if there is no experience. There's no context for... And if you just have this rational thing, there is no emotional journey to get to this revelation moment. So I don't think magic can exist without that added value, you know? So this will be like the first level and the second level and i think like if people if magicians could always achieve both of them we would have much more amazing magic in the world you know like i'm that yeah. i'm not even going for higher ground i'm just saying these sure. are like the two really basic things that i think a magician has to do i think most of the times the magician puts the entertainment volume on top of the impossibility i think sometimes the magician grabs a routine 
that has that people don't know how it's done but doesn't fit the other one which is they don't they know it can't be done you know sure. most people i think most routines or most uh, magic i feel that enter the category of people getting at the end and going like i don't know how we did it but no, but there is oh we maybe did like this maybe did like that yeah but, it's to me when i think about like a spectator saying i don't know how i did it it's like i don't i don't i don't know like the technique but i saw his hands or i saw his fingers flutter on yeah. his back you know you know i don't understand what he did but i know that he did something it's yes. it's the difference between being gut punch fooled and just yeah. not knowing yeah yeah um but if, if, if these two levels were fulfilled more times, uh, I, I believe we would have better magic, you know. Then on top of that, there is like a lot of things that I believe they are very important. And I believe that they are probably what make the difference between the performers and magicians I love mm-hmm. and magicians that are simply good, you know. Because there are magicians that I go like, yeah, he's, he's a good magician. But doesn't do anything for me. Uh, and then there are magicians I love, you know, because they have other, I think, layers of, you know. Uh, one of them is uh, what they are doing is completely in connection with their personality. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel there is a shock sure. on, you know, someone. I, I don't even, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give like general examples, but like it's like. Um, it's like if David Blaine did a kid show it wouldn't feel right yeah it just it wouldn't feel right it doesn't make sense it's not natural you know like and and it can be the best kid show in the world but if there is something that doesn't feel like like a cohesive thing as a whole yeah then you lose that exactly and so like there is that part and normally across that connection with the person comes out something that for me it's really interesting is to kind of know someone through their work and I think that's what, what for me is that I, the word art and things like that is sometimes it's overused and, and I think most of the time it's actually used in in, in very shallow things uh, but that's where I feel the artist part of a magician can come across is when Whatever they are doing is in connection with their character, and from and from that there is there is a way of living, uh, uh, a way of seeing the world that sometimes more direct, sometimes more poetic, sometimes more uh, well, visually they come towards you. you that's know? yeah, exactly right. As far as like that, that makes perfect sense to me because you know when. <laughs> When you say art, all paintings are art because it is a self-expression. Like that's that's why painting and art are synonymous. Now some paintings may be shit, but it's still you know it's still in the lexicon as art because it's a self-expression. You see and then you paint, or you create and then you paint. So when someone does a magic trick and it's not self-expression, it's not art, and that's a, that's. That's what you're saying to me right now. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. And, 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 and magic has a very particular thing that is like we've learned from copying. You yeah. know, like that's how we learn magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's hard to find 
how to one can self-express on something that starts as a copy mm-hmm. uh, and that's where I feel that there are several ways of going around it uh, and I, I think it's probably unlimited possibilities on that I think everyone has their own way you know I like finding um, routines that appeal to me independently of me uh, knowing exactly what they mean if they appeal to me it's because there is something there that connects with me yeah and then it fits and then for some reason try to make them part of me through an intellectual analysis of it, through an emotional connection, trying to... You know, like, uh, uh, Juan always says that every magic routine is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Every magic you Even if you don't understand it, there is a metaphor on, on any ma- every magic effect. Um, and how to express that metaphor, it's up to you. And you can... You can say the most beautiful poem like you don't care or you can actually embrace it and every word you are saying from that poem makes sense for you, you know. Yeah, but the words are the same. But that's why some people saying poetry or reading a, 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 a text, they are just amazing. And other people, no, it's because I, I, most of the time it's because the people reading it that comes across... They probably have a good technique already, but they also understand what they are trying to communicate. And most of the times, the other people are people that are just reading. They don't understand. They are not following the It doesn't hold meaning. Yes. So I feel a magic effect exactly like that. So you need to understand what is the metaphor or what is the underline of that to express it. Even if it's just a visual thing. It doesn't even have to be... Um, a super logical uh, uh, meaning or anything. It's just, you. it needs to make sense to you so that you can put it back in the world. If it doesn't make sense, if it's just a couple of moves combined, you'll, ne- you'll never get people to a point where they're going to see magic. That's how I feel. Uh, um, so this is like a very broad way of saying what magic is to me. But... Uh, uh, but then, like specifically uh, 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 talking, I I I tend to to create things on on this order. It's like first for me, I find something that appeals. I find something that is uh, some something that connects to me on on a deeper level. Not most of the times, not even uh, intellectually. Just like there is something here that connects with me. And from that, I'll normally end up creating either a different method or, or, or refining the method or trying to to make it as impossible as it can be while at the same time giving the, keeping the entertainment value. And those, because those two things, are, even if there is a small difference between both, they are kind of connected. So I, I can't... I cannot create one while creating the other one, you know, like, and so when that basis is created, now I start all the other philosophical analysis. What, why, why, why am I doing this? What, is, what does this say about me? 
what is this say about what I believe for the world is? And I, you know, like I add that on on top of of uh, of, uh, of those uh, layers, and eventually ends up seeing the light. And sometimes there is a lot of things that are just the two bottom, and they are on the drawer, and I never I never use it, <laughs> or very rarely. Uh, or I'm or, or or they are waiting for that other thing to you know I I have routines that I've come up with that I've created that I go like one day I'll find out what this means to me till now it's just a bunch of moves and a bunch of of uh, of uh, uh, interesting ideas but I don't know exactly what this is yet and so they they are waiting their time wow yeah that's cool yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think that it needs to 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 be part of who you are. It needs to uh, resonate with you. It needs to be. Um, it needs to tell something about you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's why, for example, composing a show is not a, a very easy thing because sometimes, what do you say for an hour? What do you want to communicate for an hour? How does all those pieces of the puzzle fit? How how do certain things, um, how do certain things express? Because sometimes we're expressing similar things with different uh, uh, pieces or different uh, um, uh, routines you do. Uh, but in a show, if you are always expressing the same thing, it's kind of saying seen the same painting painted several times you know it's very different not very different it's kind of the same idea just reproduced in uh doesn't doesn't in a show it's hard you need to have like variety you need to kind of show several sides of you um it's a very it's a very for me it's the most interesting thing it's uh it's long format the more i go the more i like uh longer formats I, I used to think to think things on uh, like uh, groups of like 10 15 minutes you know and I still do in a certain uh, to, to, to an extent but sure. but I like to think things down now like like okay yeah I have an hour and 30 minutes to to talk about whatever I want so what do I want to talk about what are all the things that interest me besides magic you know like I have a lot of things that I love that I try to bring to magic or talk with magic or um, maybe people are already sleeping with this conversation. No, they love it. I'm I loving it. I, yeah. yeah, there's no way that this isn't the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> um, well, so okay. So, what are the things that you bring into your magic? The things that you love. I love. Uh, I love. Uh, I love to understand. How, pe- how human people react to things. I think that's something that uh, I've always, since I'm a kid, I like, I've always been a very good listener. So um, a big, big chunk of my very close friends um, are people that I end up becoming friends in moments that they were more uh, uh, down or fragile. Vulnerable. Because they felt they could trust me for their confidences, sure. and, you know, like, and I've, I think, in that sense, I've always been a, um, a person that, for some reason, people uh, trust to 
to talk about things that they are not maybe comfortable talking with a lot of other people. Um, and and I and because I've I've been in that situation several times. Um, strangely enough, I don't like to put other people in that same situation. So I, I end up. Well, does it feel like a burden? Because I, I no no well, no. I, I actually I actually you know like I feel I feel sometimes very. Most of the time, I feel very privileged when people do that because it feels that yeah. they trust me, and I I, I honor that that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I ask that because I have had similar circumstances where people that I will have just met will open up to me about this thing, or um, one of my best friends in college before we were even really close friends. I was the first person outside of his family he ever came out to as a gay guy. Um, and it, it was just like, I was tremendously honored by that, like you said. And so that's why I just, I you don't seem like the person that would feel that as a burden. No. But I also understand not putting others in the, the same sort Yeah, of... I, I, I think everyone has a different way of dealing with the, with the pain and with the things that are more difficult. I... I I feel for me it's more helpful to kind of go inside and think things Process through, and then eventually I end up talking about things, but already like on a, on a, on a semi-processed way, you know. Like True. I'm not, it, they don't come out as as they enter in a certain sense. Sure, sure. You've kind of gotten control of them and yeah. shaped them. Yeah, but I, that's I think everyone everyone is different, and I I I just have been in that situation many times and f- I, I feel that that really helped me uh, understand humanity to a, to an, in an empirical level I'm not saying no like, absolutely you know? of course yeah um, and then uh, I and this was in my, in my teens you know like this was super young and then I start being drawn by to things or toward things that uh, were funny. You know, I've always loved comedy. I've always loved. Uh, I I I'm, I don't think I'm super hilarious, but I think I'm I'm funny. I think in the right context, I you can have a be good sense funny. of humor. I have a good sense of humor. I like all types of humor, which is something that uh, I like. Something from the more broad to the more intellectual mm-hmm. to the more absurd to the dark humor. I like, you know, like I actually... The whole spectrum. The whole spectrum, you know. like, And there are very few times where a joke will be uh, inappropriate to me, which <laughs> sometimes is hard because I do, sometimes I don't know how to judge the limit of, <laughs> of where other people are because my limit actually in that sense is, is, is low. Oh yeah, uh, I can't. I can't be offended by. I I, re- I don't think I've ever been offended by a joke. I've, I've I've been in moments where, for a reason or other, I'm stressed or I'm I'm focused on a, another thing, and someone makes a joke and I don't laugh. But that doesn't mean I take it bad. It just mean I don't feel that's the right moment. Sure. But in in another day, I would crack up with with, with the joke. Um, so I've been always attracted to that. I've always been uh, attracted to philosophy and how. Like what means to be here? Where do we come from? Who are we? What what is what is society? You know, like what what uh, what's the best way 
of uh, of uh, of functioning navigating uh, the world yes uh, yeah. i've been attracted to people that are super like they believe in democracy and they believe in things i've been attracted to people that all they want is to get out of mm-hmm. this controlled system um, i've have, you know i've friends from all different um, You're soaking it all up, trying to make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think there is a, a right or wrong. I've always felt yeah. that. I feel it's it's it, there is something right or wrong for everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's hard to try to create um, a community when not everyone is like minded, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's hard to figure out a solution for everyone when people think so differently. Um, and in that sense, I really like the internet because I feel the internet and what did was end up connecting people, not for their cultural backgrounds, not for where they were born, uh, but because of what they believe, their ideas. Their you know, ideological like backgrounds. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. because people connect because they all believe in this and they all believe in that and they all believe in that. And in the old days, without the internet, you end up being restricted to the people you actually met. Yeah, you know, and normally those are in your hometown, you know, your country. You know, many people didn't travel. And if you disagree, that's wholly yeah. And if you unpleasant. are so different, if you if you, you know, so that's something that I'm really uh, interested in uh, with the internet is that there is people out there that think like you, and you just need to find them, and they can be living a block from you or they can be exactly in the opposite side of the world mm-hmm. uh, but you can still connect with them and that's a that's a very useful tool you know it's not for everyone yet but it's amazing I think that's a really amazing thing um, I also always been attracted to as I said to comedy but to people that are extremely uh intelligent but they they decide to do things that are uh different than the norm and that by that's not i'm not saying below what they should have done or, sure, or sure. but it's just like people who are um you know like I, well, they see things differently they see things to... different and they decide to do things differently mm-hmm. and i like that i really like that uh, I love. I've always liked people that are passionate about something. I'm. I'm one of those guys that I can listen to something that I would never care about if someone passionate is talking to me. Oh about yeah, it. absolutely. Um, I'm loving this conversation, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that is something I've always been uh, interested. In. And so when in, with that, I end up uh, entering the theater world. You know, like, because you meet so many amazing people and then you end up and the, the first time I, I actually I entered the theater because of magic so I started to read Spanish uh, to, to be able to do magic uh, I'd never studied Spanish uh, all my Spanish came from learning from books mm-hmm. seeing videos and that that was it uh, and I had a dictionary for some words that I couldn't understand <laughs> I was just like going um, so I, when I was, I felt it was like thirteen or something. I competed in Spain in the in the national competition in Spanish to a point that some magicians thought I was from Spain, you know, which was like hilarious for me that people go like, oh, "You're from no, I'm, I'm from Portugal." What? <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, 
because I've learned Spanish, there was, there is a play, a very classic play in Portuguese culture where one of the characters speaks Spanish. And my class was putting that play up and nobody else in the class could fumble it. So yeah. like I ended up yeah. doing You can pronounce all the Spanish. I could and, pronounce yeah. all the Spanish and I was already used to that. So I end up uh, this was like I think I was uh, 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I end up doing uh, that theater play. Mm-hmm. So I, I, in a certain sense, I entered the theater because of magic. The experience was really cool. People, people liked it. I got a lot of compliments. The person who was in charge of the, the theater play uh, said, you should, um, you should give this a shot. I think you have. And this is like around 16, 17. It's when you have to make a decision to what college do you go, what university do you join. And at that point, I kind of only wanted to be a magician already. Um, I knew I could do other stuff, you know, uh, especially related to mathematics or to, uh, to computers. You know, I was always very good at that uh, for the age, you know. So I decided, I didn't have anything clear at that point. So I, I joined the, 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 the science university in Porto for computer science. That's what I, I, I joined. And the year after, I talked with my father and I said, I can't do this. Uh, this is not for me. I love it. It's great. If I really have to do it, I, I, I'll do it. But I want to go to the theater school because there is something that tells me that that I need that. Yeah. And he knew I wanted to be a magician, he, but he wanted like me to be to have a safety net. And like theater is not a big safety net if you want to do magic. <laughs> uh, so he was kind of in the fence, but he eventually understood that I was talking to him um, on on a level that I said, no, this this is what is important. It was, yeah, it was reasonable and thoughtful. Yeah, and, and it's like he understood that the worst he could do at that point is say no to me because he, I would just be unhappy taking a, a degree. You know. So I took a couple of classes, uh, theater classes on the side, uh, because I, I had to stop for a year of studying it. Oh, half a year, not mm-hmm. a full, a complete full year. It was like, I think eight months or something since I, I decided to drop uh, till I could enter again. Um, and so in those, in those time, I took a couple of theater courses. I've met more people. I did things. I, 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 I had a great time. I did the auditions to enter the theater school because it's not only you have to audition and it's like uh, a, um, around 120 people for 20 spots or something. So there was a chance of me being out again, which was, it sucks. <laughs> uh, but I got in and, uh, and I, I immediately, the, the, the first week or half or like a very short period of time, I completely fit in. And I, I was with people that was, they were like-minded, not very different people than who I am, but, but there was something that connected uh, us. And that's when I, I think I, even for me, that's when I actually go like, yeah, this is it. I thought it was this, but I was, there was a part of me that was afraid of not actually being, and then it totally vanished. And I said, uh, I totally fit in. 
And that was one of the best decisions I've ever done in my life was to go to theater school. Uh, I, I was lucky because the school I went to didn't have a specific um, way of seeing theater. So, so they gave me several options and I could kind of try different things, which for me was a very, uh, very interesting period in terms of learning and growing as a person, as a performer, as a, as a creator. Uh, they they help me understand that the starting point for anything can be whatever you want. You yeah. know, like it's it's how you see it rather than what it actually is. You know, um, I did for four years. I did uh, uh, the theater school. At the same time, I start putting up uh, little one man shows in this place in Porto. Uh, things start also growing there, and I, I had a lot. Of, I start to have some following. Everything like kind of made. I don't know. How do you say? How, how do you word this? Uh, everything it's, came together. Everything, everything came together of... because the last year of my um, of my uh, uh, school theater school. That's when I won FISB. Oh wow! So it all. F- fit completely because the moment I had to start actually finding work and having work being a magician yes or, or an actor or whatever I wanted to yeah, be yeah yeah uh, I had, just had this huge I have this huge breakthrough in the community that helped a lot in Portugal as well mm-hmm. um, and that was just like kind of a magical uh, everything kind of synced the, everything yeah, kind of everything came together Seemed like everything was working towards that specific moment. Wow! Um, and so I, I, I believe that was uh, partially work, but also it was like a timing thing that was, you know, like perfect. Um, I still did some some uh, out of theater school. I still had some propositions to do theater as a, an actor, and I did some some projects as an actor. But then it was hard to to try to do both. Sure. Uh, so my my heart was always on on magic. More you had to do theater. it. You have to do it. I had to do it. Uh, I still am very connected with theater. I I, uh, I have a lot of friends. That's what they do. Uh, I love going to 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 see theater plays, um, and uh, and there is a part of me that I feel that that's that's part of what I also bring to the table when I do magic is not my not only my personal interests but my background as a, 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 a theater a, a person who studied theater I don't call myself an actor because I have a tremendous respect for people who are amazing actors sure um, for me I studied acting and I studied directing uh, I don't consider myself neither an actor neither a director I have the knowledge that you can get from from studying it, but I don't have years of actually doing it to to to, to feel I am an actor. Sure. Uh, but using those techniques towards w- what I want to do and to create what I want to do and to understand, for example, narrative in a show or in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a, a magic uh, routine, routine. Um, that helps a lot. Uh, how to how to uh, the entertainment value that you can put, you know, that helps a lot. Um, uh, how to stage it, you know, even if it's a close-up thing, there is decisions, there is a staging, there is 
a, a right way and the wrong way of doing certain things. Then there's there's, there is certain things that are just an option. Mm -hmm. Some people decide to go left, some people decide to go right. But there is a logic that you can't just, you know, make it up all the time. You know, there is a part that is logical and then there is a part that is like, that's when your, your personality comes in to, to decide things. Yeah. Um, and so the, all that was, I think that's a big, big background I have uh, that I, I, I bring to the table when, when I, I do magic. And well, and it goes back to naturalness. It goes back to like, you know, in a, in a great play or in a great film, you know, the, how natural it feels, how easily you can give in and be sucked into it. And then you just need one bad edit and you're snapped out of yeah. it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very it's a very interesting. Uh, uh, I, I would recommend everyone, by the way, everyone that wants to perform magic for a living. You know, like if you want to be involved in magic just because you love magic, just because you want to do magic to your friends, maybe what I'm saying it's 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 a little bit preposterous. But if you really have an interest of performing and doing your living as as a performing magician, I would say studied theater. I, I studied four years. Maybe you don't need to go that further. Maybe you don't need a, a theater degree to, to do magic. But it'd be helpful to study a couple of, of, uh, of different ways of approaching theater. Uh, because they, uh, they would open your eyes to other things. And then, then you go back to magic, but you go with fresh eyes. And that's very, uh, very uh, helpful, I think. Yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> that's so good yeah I, I studied uh, one of the things I, I really liked doing was I studied clown oh uh, yeah clown te technique and it's so good to for for misdirection to learn clown uh, because can you, can you give examples or it's hard to 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 explain in audio I can I can try to make it as clear as, as possible but for example the the clown fits from the audience but also uh, like so the, in the clown work uh, or, or at least the, 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 the way I studied clown because there probably is a million different ways of approaching sure. it, but there is no fourth wall so the clown is aware the audience is there and is aware that he's been watching okay so if he's if he grabs something and they fall and there is a reaction his first instinct it's not to solve this but to it's look to at react to, to, the to, to react to the audience mm -hmm. you know and then and then there is a doubt it's like oh you laugh i'm a clown i want to make you laugh so i'll drop this again i'll grab it and i'll drop it and i'll see and if people keep laughing he keeps doing it and then there was a moment where he knows he has to go forward because it's it's over. You yeah. know, like, uh, but for example, just this look, you know, like I always uh, think that one of the, one of the biggest things I learned from clown is that this look that he's doing to the audience and to the object, it's not done with the eyes. It's done with the full body. body. You know, it's it's the the, the shoulders that turn your head stays here your head doesn't do this you do this communicating you, with your chest you know like you do this and this is 
perfect for for uh, for misdirection you know because you are here you get the break and then you raise everything to do the pass mm -hmm. you know instead of being here and just raising the head it's possible that people will look at you but if it, there is a bigger um, physical movement it's also more attractive and if it's more attractive it works better you know and, and it's more like you are communicating all the same things at the same time yeah. because if your shoulders are inwards mm -hmm. you know and you're looking down and now you just raise your head you're just observing the audience where yeah. is this you're addressing the but audience. but if you if you if you put your shoulders back and you turn everything it's a completely shift from what you're doing mm -hmm. so it's easier for people to understand you're moving on from what you're doing you know and if you're moving on they look at the next thing you sure. know and you do you know so little things like that that they seem uh, um they seem uh, um Oh, maybe maybe you're you're overthinking something. Maybe so this inconsequential. is yeah. Maybe, maybe this is nothing necessary. You yeah. know, I really believe those those things are are those some, subtleties. Does that's what really makes it. You know, like on 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 that on the way. Uh, uh, for example, if you are if another thing that is really helpful, the clown was really helpful for me for to understand, like when you do a mistake, mm -hmm. how to react. You know, like. And if you do a mistake, like I, I took it from the clown, it's not how, how, how clowns do it, but when you do a mistake and people react, and if you do it, if you, if you end up doing that mistake again, you're trying to, to please them. And so there is this game of looking to see their reaction. But actually, in magic, it's the opposite. I took it from the clown, but it's the opposite. It's like when you do a mistake, you don't want them to perceive. So if they are reacting, your 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 natural way of keeping this mistake is not giving credit to that and is trying to hide. And this is great for when you have like a fake mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have a fake mistake. Of course. So a fake mistake, you should keep looking and not address the audience. If it's a real mistake or something, then you address the audience because then you use the clown technique of oh this was, was on purpose mm -hmm. because you are now you're trying to save your ass yeah, and you're thinking but you have to kind of make you the have opposite to move on. you have to move on and make the opposite but sure. if you are trying to pretend it's a mistake when it's just part of the routine then you stay with it instead of addressing it and you stay you know you give a couple of silent moments you know you don't you don't use the bit that you should use you know you like yeah. to go longer you say um you give a couple of uh, um, pauses like this before moving on so that people really go like what what is happening you yeah, know? yeah. Um, the flow is interrupted of the yeah story. you need to you need to if you use the bit of the audience yeah. it's because it's part of it so that's what you should do when you actually have a mistake is listen to the audience and keep their bit mm -hmm. so that they don't understand it is actually a mistake. They think it's part of the routine. But if you want to sell something that is not a mistake as a mistake, you have to kind of break that uh, relationship with the audience and kind of let them sink for a moment like that so that they, 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 uh, they feel it. They feel like, oh, there is something wrong. You know? um, 
Yeah, there is. You know, I, I, that's another thing that I like is like finding random things and and uh, and uh, and that are just interesting and just going deep into into some weird worlds and find parallels to magic and to things that uh, I like. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's something that I really. I really find it's very valuable to to anyone, you know, in any area. Uh, but I think that's what makes me different than other people, and that's what makes them different than me. You know, that's that's what I want people to bring to magic is things that they they learn from other other areas, you know. And uh, and I think you can you can probably learn about being um, a lawyer and bring things into magic, you know, like like paper clips. Like paper. That's a yeah. guy Hollingworth joke. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. no but no, that's right. You know, like I think every, everything, everything it's relatable. You know, and everything it's related uh, between. You know, like, and you just need to find your own interests. And I think at the end of the day, wherever wherever you are, if you do magic, if you bring all those things towards you. And you kind of unify and 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 give something that is a collection of that. Uh, it's going to be very uh, uh, unique and personal. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I would love to see when I go to see a magic show is to see all that thing uh, condensed in a, in a, in a performer. That's cool. Um, so just. This is something that I've noticed. How well? First, I'm going to ask: How long have you been with your girlfriend? I'm with my girlfriend for uh, five years. No, more, maybe more. Okay. So, okay, so I'm going to follow up with this. She is gorgeous and incredibly stylish, and I am very interested in how she has influenced your development as a magician aesthetically and uh how you present your magic uh that's that's a, a very good point she's a, she's she's been a, a good supporter and not only that she's she's definitely influenced me a lot on on many things i, I also think it has to do um with uh, with other factors um for example i think I think the way I used to see myself as a performer is different than the way I see myself now. And it's not necessarily because one day, oh, we changed, but because I naturally grew out of something into the next thing. Uh, and there was a moment where I realized, oh, yeah, maybe this is not who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Um, and and that, for example, that's a very a very very uh, specific thing that uh, she's she's a great part of it, is the way I used to dress when I perform, the way I dress now when I perform, um, and that wasn't necessarily because, I, uh, I, I she told me no you should dress differently. It's because I I understood I had to change, and then she helped me with that, and she said no, you know what I think where you are going it's 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 this uh, oh sure i didn't mean to imply that she fixed you and so and i'm no no, no I, and that wasn't here, i wasn't thinking about yeah, that yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah. i'm just trying to to explain what what happened like for example that's a, a thing in terms of of uh, 
She was kind of your guide. Yeah, on that, definitely. we we think very uh, uh, very alike on certain things, and certain things are totally opposite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we challenge each other, which is great. Uh, but there is always a moment where we kind of agree, either to agree with each other or to disagree with each other, uh, sure. which is great. She she shows me a lot of um, of things that have to do with style and design and uh, and uh, fashion and music that. I would probably not. It, they don't make part of my 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 vision or my world of things are. Mm-hmm. But because they exist, it's good to know, and it's also good to be like challenged by them and to kind of say no. Well, it's like rearranging and fitting the piece in. Yes, um, and so many of the things that when I was younger, my mother was the first person I tried things on. I created something or I practiced something and here it is now it's her she's mm-hmm. the, the first person I go I go to when I, I create something and she's very good and very has a very good critical eye she's she's a better magician than many magicians in the sense that she sees a routine I've, I've never taught her one single thing and she sees through just from the habit of seeing a sure. lot of magic mm-hmm. And uh, and so when I do something for her, uh, when I get her to that point where she doesn't understand how it's done and she's clearly like, wow, I know I have something uh, <laughs> solid. Uh, and there have been a couple of times where I think I'm going to uh, do something like that and she goes like, oh no, I think you're doing it. And she totally nails it. Um, and... Uh, and, and that's what happens sometimes. There are a couple of of, uh, of uh, routines from different performers that she has no idea what it is, and that's fun because she's she's going like it has to be this, but I, it can't because of this. And it's but she, in that sense, as a person that has um, some knowledge of magic, now she has because she's seen so much of course, she, yeah. she ends up knowing but she has some knowledge of magic but she's not a magician she has a really good critical eye um, and uh, and she's she's uh, she's fantastic on, on that sense because she's uh, she she pushes me to try to do better and, and to 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 do uh, things that uh, I don't say it's, I'm afraid of doing but I think they they wouldn't fit me or that wouldn't play well with anything. No, try it. And then I'll, I'll try it and say, oh, you're right. You know, that that, that line or that uh, presentation, you know, uh, actually fits very well uh, this. Uh, sometimes I share with her things I'm thinking of and she gives me, oh, what about, which is good. And because she has, the cool part is that she has no knowledge of methodology. You know, she knows how certain things work when she sees Sure. But she's not like me that I'm thinking about strategies and you know. So see, she sometimes she just says something like, "What if you did this without <laughs> any knowledge if that is possible or not?" Yeah, which is great because you know she's totally free to to. Of course, she's not bound by yes, yes, knowing how yes, things work. Yes. And that's that's what I, I do. For example, she's she's a good example of that. But I have a bunch of people 
that are theater related, that are my friends, that that's exactly what how sometimes they help me. It's not fixing things. It's all of a sudden they are so free. They say something that I went like, oh, that's a really nice uh, uh, point or a nice idea, you know, mm-hmm. or or the way I present something and the way they they interpret it. It's totally different than the one. I wanted them to interpret, and it's like, okay, so how can I readjust this, you know? Uh, I love feedback. I, I actually, I, I'm very, very uh, keen about feedback. That is uh, intelligent, you know, that, that, that I'm, I'm not, it's, it's not like, oh, I don't like it. Mm. I don't care if you like it or not. You're like, I like things that nobody else cares, and I don't like things that everyone likes, you know? Sure. So liking or not liking for me, it's like, Give me a, 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 a rational, why didn't you like it? You didn't yeah. like it because you didn't understand, you, it was too long, it, it was not entertaining, why? And from that, we can start, you know, actually, because uh, I, one thing is quality, and the other thing is taste. And I think that what I like, I like, I, I think everyone is like me, it's like, I, I like to think that what I like has quality and has good taste. That's what I I, 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 I want to believe. Uh, but taste is something that I realize that you, I can talk with someone about that. But if they don't are in the same yeah. things I am, yeah. it's very subjective. Very which subjective. is fine. Which is sure. fine. But quality is a little bit more uh, objective. objective. So when, I, when you, people don't like it, I don't take it personally at all, but I want to try to understand what what they didn't like it, so I can I can improve the quality of what I'm doing independently of them liking or not. Sure. It, uh, but uh, it helps me on on, on that. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, uh, it's been uh, she's been great and she's been a great supporter and she's. Uh, um, I don't know. She's a, she's a very uh, uh, sometimes sometimes <laughs> I believe she would be a great magician. Sometimes I believe that she, if she, she oh I think so yeah if she would she if she would like to perform she would like to do magic she would be fantastic. Oh I think so too. Uh, but uh, but. She doesn't, and that's, that's good for me because uh, I, I would be out of the job. If she did, uh, but um, yeah, she's uh, she's very, very, very to the point, um, and uh, and I, I like the fact that we agree on several things. But I also love that we are so different because that that is exciting and challenging. You're challenging, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, awesome. that's really good. That's really good. Uh, I don't think I could be with a person like me. I think I would be totally bored. Uh, and uh, and I also I don't think I could be with someone that is the opposite of me. You know, uh. like because I I would I don't I couldn't relate to you know. Uh, but uh, in, in that sense, she's the perfect balance because it's it's part we connect. We we also it's very good. We have both the same background you know yeah. culturally yeah uh, but on on top of that of, of having like a similar basis uh, we uh, we connect on many levels and we don't connect on others and that's good too you know like and that's that that's something a balance I I, I, I appreciate 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's cool. She's a delight. Um, and I guess we can go from Katarina to Half Half Man because she's a part designer. of the yes. She's yes, a part absolutely. of the team. Um, so this won't come out until like January. Okay. So, you so know, probably the fourth magazine will be already up. Hopefully. Okay. So, you know, you can talk and plug anything you want to. I'm interested in, first of all, Half Half Man. What is that name? <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> you know, what's the, you know, tell me about what's the, the theory behind the process of making the limited releases and, and really elevating the art of publishing magic stuff. Um, Tell me about the approach to magic and how you select people for the writing and maybe future stuff. Anyway, that's yeah. a, I just threw a lot at you, so... No, sure. Uh, half Half Man, how that came uh, across. That's something I've been thinking for a lot of time, uh, many, many years. I've thought about um, uh, doing a project um, like this... Uh, I don't know exactly why I started to think about it. Um, I I, uh, I think at the beginning was just the 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 willingness to share things. You know, I think that was what started it all. It's like I believe that people should share. Mm-hmm. I believe that without that, uh, if if men, if people hadn't done that. I couldn't be here. So, like, I'm. I, I, I believe that many people, the ones that don't share that we talked before, they forget that for them to be where they are or, or to 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 be in the community, someone else needed to share the information, and then they don't share with the other. Which for me, exactly, it's like that's kind of uh, ridiculous. So, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very conscious of that, and I'm very conscious of that the fact that people decided to share amazing things. Um, change my life because now I can do this uh, and I, uh, I I was very privileged to to to, to uh, was I was born in a house where I had a, a magic library that's a very fortunate event uh, but I was still in Portugal mm-hmm. and as much as I love my country you know like I, I, I uh, I'm I'm, I think that now I live here I'm even more in love with the, with Portugal than than uh, than uh, before and I love my hometown. It's the most beautiful city in the world. Um, I love it when you go home because you post with gorgeous pictures. Oh, it's so <laughs> it's so so cool. I just love that place. It's amazing. Um, but it's it's harder to make a living out of magic and and to 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 be known in the community. Being born there, it's not there are not that many people who've done that, uh, and it's not the it's not like if here in America someone has talent, goes to a convention, someone sees him, books it. You know, like in Portugal, there is no nothing like that. Sure. So I, I, the fact that I could, I did what with my life till now, what I could, what I did, I, I, I have no doubt that if other people had not shared in books and DVDs and lectures and all that, all the information they did, I couldn't have been here. Um, so that was, I think, the first goal is to share. Then, also, there was a part of me that always like I, I like to uh, 
to work with other people. I think that's part of that. Not only sharing to people who buy it, but share an experience with people, you know, like, and so when I thought about this a little bit more in depth, I said, who are the people I would like to, to, to have on a project like this? Mm-hmm. And at the time I didn't even think about the magazine. I just thought about like, theoretically, like if I'm, if I'm doing this and I, I'd like to have people coming on board, who are those people? And, uh, and the, 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 the selection that, I made uh, uh, was these needed people that I know they love magic more than they love themselves. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first uh, things. I know they are people who also believe in sharing. You mm-hmm. know, that's another 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 thing, and uh, and that that they have a particularly point of view. You know, that they they are not gonna be saying things that have been said million of years ago they can make they can believe on this and that add something or they can come with something completely new you know but something that the idea that when I publish it's to add on that bring people that I know they're gonna add something to what has been done before sure um, so I talked with many people uh, about this and um, and I I've, I've uh, I said okay Let's start with these people, knowing fully knowing that the idea is always to grow and to add more uh, people to 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 the list, um, and that, and then it 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 brought the question is like okay, but like what are how are we sharing? What are we doing? And it's, what is the the goal? And that's when I started to to think more about you know what this is this is uh, what what me and, and uh, like I'm, I'm more the face of half half men than other people but it's like uh, me uh, Max Mednick it's the other uh, my partner on on, on this uh, adventure and uh, Katarina is very the creative uh, mm-hmm. force to on, on either the graphic part of or, or even developing ideas for projects and all that um, Will was one the first person I, 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 I talked to uh, when we decide, I decided to to do this and to to have a, a quarterly magazine uh, be kind of the 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 solid project that we would start doing. It's like the, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Um, so between this conversation of of uh, of four people, um, I started to question myself. Is like first of all. Do, we, do do people need another magazine? Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. It's like, do they need, what what is this mag- magazine different than any other magazine? And I looked to what was happening and what I was missing. You know, kind of at the same time. What am I missing sure, in sure. magic, and what is not being done or or been happening? You're filling the hole. And I felt like there was a space for people who actually want to talk in depth about magic and like theory, philosophy, you know, history is very well covered by the GVCR, you know, sure. like, uh, and there are other, other online publications about that, but it's very history. And uh, I, I, I think it's amazing. I think that they, they do an amazing job. It's an amazing project, but I feel it doesn't fill the void to talk about how 
to actually approach magic now to the future, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. and I, I know that the, the present and future is always also a dialogue with the past, you know? I, I'm aware of that, but I don't think that, um, that just doing an history thing uh, fills every, every, that space, you know? Um, so for me, it was about going like, okay, I would love to read a magazine where people and, and, um, uh, and when I say people, it's not everyone, but like people I like or people I admire or people that have a, have a very unique uh, uh, point of view or a very, very unique line of work where they talk about things that I would like to read. And it was kind of a selfish thing to, to, um, to, uh, to think about. But, That's but, what this is for me. I just get to sit down and talk <laughs> to people and learn. But, uh, <laughs> but that was a selfish decision. In a, you know, like not, not a bad one, I feel. But I go like, I would love to have uh, Roberto Mancilla, for example, mm-hmm. uh, talking about how, uh, how he sees Gabby work. Because I've noticed he's influenced by him, but I also don't feel he's a full fictional magician you know like so that's an interesting thing for me um and uh, and i you know like dennis and pete i love both of those guys um and i said like uh actually it was dennis who suggested that they did like a, a dialogue conversation mm-hmm. and i went like yeah i'd like to see how to bet you guys are kind of best friends right so like how do you guys have kind of the similar taste in magic how do you talk among themselves? That would be amazing, you know? And it, it, it grew up from, from that, from me approaching people that I, I, I believe, that I like, that I feel they have something unique, and asking them to write about specific things or about to them to speak about things that they, they are interested in, you mm-hmm. know? Like, um, uh, I don't, can I talk about your guys' article? Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because maybe, maybe at the time that will be out. But for example, when I when I uh, approached uh, uh, Dave, uh, I talked. I said like, "Look, you guys have something that I'm not a big card card cardistry uh, follower, but you have something that is very aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Either when you create cardistry or when you create magic, you know, there is something there mm-hmm. that is a quality." That I don't know if you guys can put this in words. I don't think you, I don't know if you can rationalize it completely, but there is something there that I've noticed you guys have, and I don't see it very often. Sure. So I would like I would like to understand what that is from that, and that's where you and him wrote an article uh, that will uh, come out in the next issue. That maybe when people hear this, it's already out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But came out of my genuine interest of trying to understand what is that, and yeah. we were talking yesterday uh, uh, night, and uh, and I said uh, I don't want to ruin the surprise for the people reading the article, but I said this idea that was in the article for me was really fresh. Yeah. is a, is a way of of seeing something that Vernon said years ago with uh, with a different set of eyes, and that for me was. Like if I if I had paid for the magazine, that for me would, would be worth the whole magazine. You know? Like just that that piece of information. 
I hope I hope the rest of the magazine also adds up oh, to something. Of but yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like for me it was like oh that's that's exactly it. The same way that uh, uh, one of the 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 the, uh, the article on the third magazine was by Shinpei Katsuraya mm-hmm. from Japan, and when I saw him perform. Uh, and, and I, I know I am his friend, and I said like there is something here in the way he approaches uh, the combination of music and magic that I would like to understand because it's not typical. Uh, done by another person, it could actually be cheesy, but it's not when it's done by him. So what 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 makes this work when in other places it doesn't? You know, and it's a gen- yeah, yeah, yeah. genuine interest and. Uh, and I asked him flat out, I go like, I would love you to write an article about how you see magic and music and how that they are related or not. Or, you know, and he wrote a fantastic article about that. Um, uh, you know, like, for example, uh, Jared, which was the first, uh, the first issue. Jared wrote an article uh, about, um, about how magicians lost the depth that they approach magic with, mm. which it's something that when he's performing is very intense, you know, it's a very intense experience, it you is, know, yeah. and that's great, you know, like, because you come out of, of, of seeing his show and you don't think you've just seen tricks. And that's something that interests me. It's like, There's why? There's a weight. There's a weight. And, yeah. and, uh, and he wrote a fantastic article on, on that, you know, so... Depending on the person, depending on, on people, sometimes I, I, I leave it completely open. Sometimes I suggest, I say, look, personally, I would love to have you talk about this. But I know that whatever, you know, I also, from from whatever, depends on the people. But some people have such a, a, a good background that I know that whatever they're going to do, it's going to be amazing. So sometimes I, I give people more uh, uh, free will and I say, like, so give us a suggestion and we'll, you know, because the other thing about the way we organize the magazine is we try that all the articles end up uh, kind of in a combination that for the reader is a pleasant journey if mm-hmm. they start reading all of them in order. If they decide to do separately, that's up to them. But we don't, it's not a random decision. Oh, you toss, toss a coin, this goes first. You know, it's, it, there is a thought on that. And then there are some articles that we just go like, this is a great article, we're going to do this, but it's not going to be in the next one because we have something like this and, you know, we don't want to collide things. But mm-hmm. uh, So that's another part that we, we think about when, when doing quarterly. Uh, but I totally got sidetracked because this was, I don't know where, where we, we, we went. Fuck, I'm so... No, that's no, it's perfect. I yeah. asked you about quarterly, um, half half math. Yeah, so uh, so when I, we're we're thinking about uh, about all all these ideas, um, then I, I just start like going like, who are the people I want to write? And I start making a list, and you know, with Will because we both do that, um, and uh, and more, you know, like I, I'm I'm glad to say that. Uh, I have a lot of really good friends that are also really good magicians that I can send an email or write a message and say like, would you like to do this? 
uh, and most of the people are just like super enthusiastic about doing something new and you know very supportive because they also feel this is filling a void that what it, there was nothing like this before yeah. or at least now existing now uh, and that's for me it's the more important I think we're doing something uh, new in that sense going back to to just the, the beginning it's like why limited and it ended up being a question of uh, also our resources mm -hmm. it's like we don't have an infinite warehouse where we can uh, put a thousand magazines sure. uh, we don't think people that are interested in tricks will be interested in buying this what is the 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 market or how many people are interested in in something like this um so it ended up being a combination of things where we said no you know like we want to have things that are done with care because we care about this you know mm -hmm. so it, for us the the combination between doing a project like this and doing something that ends up being and finished and and personalized to each person that for me made all the sense because this is the the, the this this is the feeling I want people to have when they're reading quarterly. They may agree or not with the articles. You know, you're not going to please everyone, and that's and for me, I've always seen the magazine as a dialogue uh, that is happening between everyone writing and people reading. You know, and and if people reading don't agree, we're happy to to receive an email uh, and write. Hopefully, I, actually, until this point, we never got anyone complain. There was one complaint uh, that we got at this one complaint, and it was someone that wrote back saying that there was not a single trick in the magazine, and it's clearly in the in the in the website. We never we we say very clearly the one searching for tricks will not find them here, yeah. uh, and that was the only complaint we got so far. And most and, and all the other emails we we receive were uh, kind of love letters uh, towards well, the project, which is really cool. Um, but I don't, I don't, like, look, at the end of the day, I don't know if I agree with all the articles in, in Quarterly, you know, but they express something, and it's, and it's something that, if, even if I don't agree, it makes me think about my own beliefs on magic, and that, that is a really good thing. And that's what I, I, I believe, it's something to challenge people to inspire them to make them think about magic to to take our uh craft and art mm -hmm. uh, more more seriously um and well, that's and, and sorry just to finish yeah, and that's yeah. that's why it made sense for me to have something unfinished because we care about it you know we don't need anyone to agree with it but nobody can tell us that we don't care about magic or what we're doing doesn't 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 help magic you know, um, and so that was the main. That's the main project, and then we are we're going to be publishing other other projects and other 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 things that we are working on. Um, but uh, but each project is going to be kind of their own individual entity, mm -hmm. and I think quarterly is going to be the product the project that is going to be more uh, kind of the, the stable the yeah. stable thing that people can count that every three months is. Or so we're gonna release something uh, on on those terms. Yeah. Do you think it'll grow in size? The the issue. Look, if it, if it was for like, I got, I got a message, I got an email from Tyler Wilson, 
saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Can you make this a monthly thing? <laughs> and I go like, I wish because in in for one, I would love to read a, a quarterly every month. Oh, me I'd too. Love to. Me too. We can't do that. We don't have we don't have the resources to do that. We don't have the time to do that. You know because as much as I would like to dedicate 100% of my time to 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 FF men. I can't, you know, nobody else that is involved in the project really can. So it's a project that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to um, be committed to, but at a rhythm we know we can be committed to. Um, and uh, I I wish that it, it gets to a point where we have enough people to make it more affordable to everyone, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. That's that's one, one of our big things is to make, uh, to lower the prices of the, the but we need to have a, a, a very solid base because right now, like, and I'm not, I'm not trying, like all the money we get from, from Half Half Men is to invest on new things. And we're sure. not, we're not trying to make a profit out of this project. We're literally trying to put out things that, but we need people to help yeah, yeah. and to support it. And I think we don't have any ads. We don't have anything of that going on. So once, once we, we get to a level that we have uh, uh, numbers that allows us to, uh, maybe it will be bigger. Maybe it will be uh, uh, every two months. Who knows? Uh, maybe it will be... I don't know. I don't know where this is growing. Yeah, I don't know where or toward where this is growing. Uh, but my definitely our goal is to keep doing it, and it's been like the reception so far. We are, we are, we have, we had a lower expectation than where we are right now. Mm -hmm. at, for for what it is, we always have a great expectation for a long in the long run. Sure. But we had. Thought about numbers that we had to hit when it was a year of the project, which is going to be in February, uh, and we were uh, those numbers were already passed, mm -hmm. uh, which is great, you know. Like, uh, but uh, but it's a, you know like it's it's like seeing a kid grow, so you can't expect him to go to college. Uh, after two years, you know, yeah, like yeah. you, it's it's a process. No, absolutely, of it's course. a process, but. Uh, who knows? Who knows what what's gonna happen? It's uh, it's it's there to to evolve, and that's that's and the more the more feedback we get, and the more uh, uh, people. Uh, um, I I'd like to get emails from people saying like, look, I like this, I didn't like that. If people are honest about what what they think about it, it it's easier for us to also get that feeling and think about it and go like, are we doing this right? Can we do this better? Uh, but we're trying. We're trying our best. I, I, I think that's the bottom line of, of this. Is like, uh, I, I can say that everyone else around me, it's definitely doing a hundred and ten percent. You know, uh, and um, and I'm doing forty. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> um, but but that's the thing. It's like we, we don't know where we don't know where this is going. We kind, it's kind of like the, the answer I gave to Magic. I don't know what this is going to be in the future, but I, I know that we had to do it, um, and and this is this is why why we did it. We, we believe we believe on on what is philosophically behind FF Man, 
um, and uh, and we'll we'll keep doing it. Yeah, I I absolutely love the project. I've been supportive since the beginning. Absolutely. Just yeah, not only the way magic is published, filling a void, but you know the the philosophical nature of it is super fascinating. I and that's kind of what this podcast I what I hope this podcast to be is sort of in that same vein not as you know yeah yeah, yeah. luxurious is your stuff but you know just to get people thinking about you know what magic means and and how they can advance the art form and things like that Do you have a name for the podcast? Not I, yet. Not no. yet. <laughs> we have That's ideas. good people. Yeah yeah yeah. Right now we yeah. don't we don't have a name. Yeah. Well, this is only the second one, but anyway. <laughs> this one went much better than the first one. There were no dogs in here. There were dogs here? <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, uh, let's look at the pad. Oh, yeah, there is one answer I didn't answer, I think. It's oh, why okay. it's half half man. What, yeah. Why the name? Um, I'm not going to answer. <laughs> That's that's basically it. Uh, it well, it's, uh, there are many... It doesn't have to be an answer. There, exactly, you know, you've, you've, that's, fine. You, that's that's fine. No, I'm I'm gonna say something. I'm not gonna reveal all the the, the details, but uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted was a name that stuck. You know, it was a stuck name, uh, but there was even meanings behind it. Sure, and uh, and there are. When when the name was uh, created, actually it was Katerina. You know, uh, uh, we I, I I had the idea of using um, half men uh, because of the freak show association, and uh, in the sense that we're not going to be doing what everyone else is doing. So to to relate to that that uh, difference, yeah, uh, but. I didn't have uh, anything else, and half men didn't seem uh, strong enough. But I thought the half men, and you know, like we were like playing back and forth. And eventually, she said half half men, and just it stuck. Not only it stuck, all of a sudden we realized that it had a lot of other meanings that we believe the project has. But I'll I'll leave those meanings for another occasion. Okay, that's yeah, that's great. Um... Let's see. Ted, we didn't talk about that. Okay. We don't have to. We can, hey, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm happy All to right. talk about that. Well, yeah, I want to know about how that came about and, you know, how you put together the piece that you performed. And, and... Uh, Ted, uh, it came across, I was doing nothing to write in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the curator of Ted came to, to see the show. Uh, after the show, uh, he, he, he left uh, a card, uh, and uh, and it was for, for for both of us. And I don't. I say I said to him, I don't know if you have any interest in this, but I have. He said that he hadn't. Uh, so I uh, I said to um, I, I emailed him, and I said that uh, I'll I'll be willing to do it. Alone, if he would be up for that, uh, and uh, then we met and we talked about a few different things that it could happen, mm -hmm. um, and then it basically became like, okay, it's gonna move forward. You're gonna do this, um, 
then at the point they were the year I went was the first time they did it in Vancouver which was this new facility and uh, and they didn't I don't think that when I first talked with them they had the plans of how the space was going to be and magic works very you know you can't perform everything for every space and, sure you know like it's it, it's it, and I knew it's going to be a big space so I was worried about that um so when they start giving me the specs of the space and what I need, I, I told them, look, I need, I'm going to need these cameras and these cameras and these cameras to make sure that we can catch the action from every side. Um, and, I, uh, and then they said, sure, no problem. There is no problem with that. There was actually one thing that when I get to the space, they didn't have, which was a, a camera that uh, they said they're going to have, um, uh, how do you call it? Uh, one of those cameras that is a like the big like uh, there's boom, a technical like term a for that camera or something? Yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah it's on an arm that goes yes, up and they didn't have that okay. which was very important for two moments that uh, I uh, I do one is when I put the bill on top of the table and I want it to be in the screen for the audience the whole time mm -hmm. uh, the other one is when I'm counting the cards in the second routine you know so uh, even there I had to improvise and I go like okay so I have to maybe tilt more the deck and count like this and I can use that camera so mm -hmm. we work that out um, but the the way I prepared to go there um, I, I knew I knew a few things I knew that whatever I'm gonna do in camera it's gonna stay there forever you know so I, I have several options. I either can do something that is completely new towards that and then use it later in live shows or in performances uh, or do the same and then never do that again or use material that I've had and kind of use that to do it and retire it. You know, and I kind of did a little bit of, of, uh, of everything. You know, like uh, the... Um, the opening piece is a piece that uh, it's it's a uh, very recent, you know, it's one of the most recent pieces uh, in that uh, all thing. It was the first, uh, the the most um, recent piece, uh, and it was kind of created to to have this uh, overall feeling of arc of what I was doing, mm -hmm. you know, like and it was, uh, it I think it was a right a really good introduction. Uh, before I actually go deep in or a routine, you know, like, um, and I thought it was a very funny way of uh, of uh, of entering name a card and it's wrong, and then and then have the kind of the magic resolution, you sure. know, gives magic kind of a positive vibe, you know, instead of uh, you know when the magic happens, it feels like it's there to solve the day. You know, and I like I like when magic is put it in the hero position. You know, sure, sure. not me, but the the magic moment. Yeah. It's like a an heroic a, a heroic moment. Um, then uh, the second routine. It's a routine I've I've done uh, many times in uh, in privates and corporates and you know like things like that. Uh, the, I think I, the first time I did it was back in Portugal in this little shows I was putting on 
before film and all that. Um, and I was... The second routine, for me, is one of those uh, routines that have a very interesting feeling that of something that you don't expect. And when it does, all of a sudden you realize that, oh, it totally makes sense. Or, 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 or it feels a complete. Mm-hmm. At least it feels complete. Um, and also, it was kind of a, a, a play with, with, uh, with magic too. It's because everyone wants to do the any card at any number, right? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden... You expect me to do that, and 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 I set up people, even people that are not in magic. I set up people to have that in mind, to all of the sudden do something that is com- completely on the side, but not nonetheless uh, more or less imp- impossible. You know, less. It's just a different thing that they were expecting. And um, and that came from uh, the 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 routine came from me and that the story I tell is kind of of true. Uh, at one point, I really got disappointed with someone that I considered uh, a friend and a mentor mm-hmm. uh, in in magic, uh, and uh, and I I didn't understand why why that happened. I didn't understand why I got uh, disappointed. Uh, with with uh, something that was said, and it was like I, I had to come up like two years, you know, or something to actually understand what he was trying to teach me at the time. I was very young; I was like seventeen, maybe, or something like that. Uh, till I really understand what that meant what 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 he said to me meant um, and I, I and 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 that made me value the secrets uh not like not sharing things but that other other types of of of, of secrets and i don't want to go in depth because sure uh, but so when i when i when i when i i was thinking about about that routine uh, I was thinking about the idea of doing any car at any number, but at the end, when you get to the number, something is there that points you to another direction. And from that came the notebook, the idea of being a, a part of a page of the, a notebook uh, and the card being in, in that page. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and that kind of immediately, when, when I was, and that was just, super independent of this story but when when that because i was like oh i think i think i can talk about this here i can i think i can i I think i can put the two things together so all the story it's fictional but the sentiment behind the story it's absolutely real you know like uh and the person i talked with that in that day uh, the person that i refer to that i say i never saw him again I saw him again, and I, I saw him many times after that. But the, the next time I saw him, I saw a different person than I was seeing before. And that's why I say I never saw it again. So it's kind of a poetic way of saying he, he disappeared, but he disappeared, I learned the lesson, and then, and then it, for me, he became, became a different person. 
um, and that was something that I said oh this is a perfect moment to to do this routine uh, and uh, and uh, and show it because I, I I I don't think I've I've done it I think I'm not mistaken I've, I've done it only twice in a convention or something like that so magicians were not even like Then the last one, well, it's it's one of those things. It's I've I've probably worked that uh, that routine in so many different ways and so many different angles. And you know, like since I've I've read the effect on Paul Harry's book uh, with the pillow and the cards and the dollar bill, I've always I was fascinated by the idea of the cards. Uh, arranging themselves in the in the, the the serial number, and I've worked many many different ways. And one day I just go like, I think this is it, and I I, I played with it, and I said, yeah, this works. And it's uh, I've I have different versions of that, and and there is a couple of them that uh, I would do probably it would be if I do a close up set that I would do a different version of that. Uh, but uh, I don't know I just there is something about uh, I, I always loved the idea of throwing cards in the air and grabbing and being the right card I always liked that idea the ladies uh, um, looking glass but there, there is something there that I don't know. It's, there is something there that it feels short for me. It's always felt short, and I've played with a couple of versions, and I, I've done different versions where I grab all suit in order, or I grab a, a, a few cards that people name, or you know, like different versions. Uh, and it never crossed my mind to to use that with the the, the dollar bill, the the serial number. It never crossed to me. Uh, and then one day for a different uh, show I had to for some reason I that idea came that was the first version of that you know then then it was more polish and a lot of little details added but that was the first moment I'm like oh yeah I can use that with with this so I'll do it and I did it and the reaction was so much better than most of the the routines that I've worked on for many you know like i kind of did it almost of an intuition i'll do it and i'll see what comes out and sure. fuck, it was like the reaction was over the top and then i said wow there is there is an impact here and then i added and then it i got polished and uh, and then I, I did it there um but i tried to I tried to talk about different things. I think the the set was not thought of to be like a, a full thing. I thought it was uh, meant to to seem like a small journey that you make with me because you know I don't have that much time either, so I can't do a full journey, but like a small journey. And I wanted to talk about three different things that you know, like they can be related uh, in in uh, in a poetic way. I would, I would believe, but. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't thought about it as it's going to be a whole thing. 
and that's it. Now I thought about it as three individual pieces that work together nicely, each one of them with a different uh, uh, approach, with something new, uh, and uh, and that at the end there is a very strong magic uh, uh, moment or, or or feeling. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful set of routines. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that's. I think we covered everything I was awesome interested in. I really appreciate you doing it and You're giving so player. much of your time. I, how much time? I don't even know. Two twenty-five. What? Yeah. That's awesome. It went by fast. I got. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is when we check our phone. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I know. I, yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh, I know. Uh, no, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I don't know if there is anything that got uh, weird out or anything. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, feel free to ask anything else. And, uh, and if not, uh, we can always do a second uh, podcast. Yeah, I would love I, to. I live across the street, so it's not, it's not like a big journey for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I uh, I like this this uh, this format too. I think it's very interesting to uh, to just talk freely because you end up saying things and and uh, and reaching to places that like when you're writing something you end up editing out a lot yeah, of things. Absolutely. You know, like, and uh, so when you just let's Let it go, go for it. There it is. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Well, cool. cool. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Or hear you next time.